Hey, hey guys. Hey everybody. We are here today with Jared Kilway and we are so excited to have him on board. But before we do that, I am Jess. I'm Shasta. And we are the Chicks in Charge. So without further ado, we would like to go ahead and bring on Jared Kilway with Connect AI. Hi, Jared. Hey, Jared. Hey, what's happening? How y'all doing? Good. How are good. you? How are you? Good. Everybody have a good fourth? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. How about you? Good. So is this recovery day or re-energized after a long weekend type? Because it can go either way. Uh, well, for us, it's um, back to the grind yep. and <laughs> insanity at work and catch back up on everything you missed yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing over here. I love it. Yeah, yep. well, we actually took a, a family camping trip this weekend for the 4th. So I was actually off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and so and then Tuesday for the 4th. So today's my first day back in office. So it's been it's been a little crazy around here. Isn't that crazy? We we look at that and we're like, "Oh, our inbox that next day." And it's like I thought it I thought it would end when I left retail of walking in after a crazy weekend, but no, nope. here on the vendor nope. side it's still here too. I, w I walked in with 200 unread emails just from the last four days. Talk about anxiety. There you go. You're telling me. And I'm like, I had no signal out there whatsoever. And I'm like, just holding on to faith that, that Shasta and Robin have this while I'm gone. I'm like, well, if someone needs me. They're going to call me. They'll be good. <laughs> They've got yeah, this. They'll be okay. Oh, Jared, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's crazy that this, this was booked so far out because we actually talked back in, what, April yeah. to book this. You were one of the very first guests that we booked, um, but we booked out so fast that um, in order to get a spot, we had to actually go this far out. Um, but I want you to take a second and introduce yourself to our guests. For those who don't know you, tell us about what you do, um, who Connect AI is, and who you are as a person. No, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's great we planned it out then because Connect AI as a company has evolved so much. So a mm -hmm. uh, little bit of background story on myself. So I grew up in retail. Um, back in college, actually, I got introduced in automotive. Through that, been on both vendor and multiple dealer sides. Um, there's Robin there. Um, multiple dealers, dealer sides, vendor sides, OEM sides as well. So I have a different look to many um, from the vendor space as well as the retail space. Oh, I don't know. So you zoomed in there. Did you lose me? I did. Oh, there, there you are. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my background and that's how I uh, ended up getting into this. And the beauty of that is I've learned so much through that ebbs and flows of vendor, retail, OEM, back to dealer, back to vendor. Mm -hmm. Um, given the ability to apply what I've learned through those times into, you know, what Connect AI is and the startup. So Connect AI has been around for a while, but we really went to market here stateside just about a year ago. And with that, we have grown dramatically just since January, but we are an SMS unique based AI conversational platform. So we reach out to inbound opportunities, um, 24 hours a day, 365 to be able to help provide a lift to their engagement of their opportunities, book appointments in store, book appointments on the phone, whatever that specific dealer needs. And most importantly, however, that guest wants to take it to the next step. That's awesome. So you said SMS exclusive. So does that mean um, that maybe in the future, there's some option to integrate with maybe social media or email or something along those lines? 
So social media is there. Uh, we have some beta pilot stuff with social media as well. Uh, we've decided to not go the email route. Um, okay. There's been a lot of email route in the space. And what we find um, just through the data is the engagement of emails continue dropping. I feel everybody's email inbox is overwhelmed as it is. Yeah, as you saw over the long week, people get numb to it and things get lost and cluttered. So it's one of the pieces, if we can streamline it, keep it simple. And since it is a very personal experience when it comes to purchasing a vehicle, it's one of those yeah. things that messages more personal than an email. That's fair. That's fair. Awesome. So um, tell me a little bit more about, um, you said that you've bounced from vendor, OEM, retail. Where exactly did you start in automotive? So I started, yeah, great question. So I started in retail. So my college roommate at the time in college, his parents owned a dealer group up in Ohio. And I was always known as, hey, the fix it IT guy that could fix computers and stuff and, uh, you know, have fun. And it ended up being a really the right time, right place with the adoption of internet and e-com uh, during those time periods where people were starting to look at what a CRM is. Similar to like what AI is now is kind of where we were at that point. So helping them really build their tech stack, build out their workflow process for integrations for their dealer group and eventually led me moving to Florida um, to help assist those stores with uh, the two stores they had here then work transition from like Homestead, Miami area over to Fort Myers and work over here in Fort Myers now remote, but I've worked for multiple groups here. Awesome. So, so what, um, what led you to connect? So I've been studying the data, you know, with Brian Kramer for so long back when we were doing like the metaverse project, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with when uh, we had the first vehicle transacted in the metaverse. And I was looking at AI at that point because um, we were looking at building out a ecosystem inside the metaverse to be a transactual platform. Mm -hmm. And one of the pain points and the pieces that prevented us from really taking the next level was the ability to have a communication platform inside the metaverse to handle those guest requests. Couldn't find anything out there. Nothing seemed to even want to explore that path. So that's when I started looking at what existed in AI and realized there was a lot of pieces out there and we had used some of them, but nothing really integrated the right way for how a dealer operates or it just was not evolving fast enough in terms of conversations to provide the guest a good experience. Right. Yep. That's true. It's... um. <sighs> You know, it's crazy. We hear the, the terms customer experience so often, but yet I think it's the number one thing that fails in dealerships. Mm -hmm. It's um, especially when it comes to the conversations and the engagement. Uh, so many times us as a, an outsourced BDP, when we take over in stores and hop in and see, you know, what's been happening, that's something that we see so often that gets dropped is the conversation. There will be customers who will follow up so many times and ask, you know, are you still there? Is this vehicle still available? Can I get a price on this? And nobody answers them. And it's like, okay, for us all saying collectively that this is the most important thing, we're it's not, we're not, not doing it. Right. I got a crazy story for that. So nobody's heard it. So we're going to throw it out there now. So okay. we just went on vacation. And what had happened was um, we were up in Tennessee. 
my, I'm, and this is like the perfect podcast as a dad of four daughters, by the way. So this kind of fits a line. Um, so we were up there because they're always in charge and I never am at the household. <laughs> I have three. So we were up in Tennessee. We were dropping them off uh, g- gymnastics camp and driving my wife's uh, SUV up there. And we got bad gas. So the bad gas had actually called the fuel injectors to fail. So talk about part, talk about part shortage. So we dropped the kids at camp on Sunday. Monday, I'm working from the hotel. The wife calls. Hey, we're at Target parking lot. Cars acting weird. Find out what's going on. Check engine lights on. It's just lit up like a Christmas tree. I'm like, okay, something's going on. Got it scanned. Found out the fuel injectors failed because we had bad gas. Reached out to the GMC store, the Chevy store, the Cadillac store. Nobody had parts. Two to three week wait period for parts. Oh, no. And you're not at home. I'm, I'm 1,500 miles away. I go. I have to go pick up my kids from camp Friday. I have hotel reservations and plans for the rest of the week. I had no option. So I had to buy a car. And I saw that I, on Facebook that you bought a car on vacation. I did see your post. And I didn't even have a car to drive. So think about this as a consumer perspective. We in the industry have the reach to make these situations happen. Mm-hmm. Put a post up on Facebook. Hey, who's here in Knoxville? Had probably 15, 20 people reach out. Oh, I can help. What did this? Perfect. Hey, here's what I'm looking for. Here's the situation. Have a draft ready to go. You need to come to me. Here's pictures of the, her car. Here's the, what we need for it. Tell me what it's worth. Tell me what you have. Send me what the value is going to be out the door. I have a check ready. And I need you to deliver it to the hotel tomorrow by 4 o'clock. Monday night, I had 20 people reach out. I'll get with you tomorrow. I'll get you with you back in store. I heard from one person. Wow. One person reached out. So, you know, Brian over at Short Redmond Ford up in Tennessee, give him all the credit in the world, reached out first thing. No problem. Here's three vehicles. Have your wife pick. Perfect. She picked the, the Lincoln. Perfect. Good to go. Done, signed, sealed. Took delivery at the hotel. Signed the paperwork in the lobby of the hotel. Flat bedded her car back to their dealership. Wow. And we turned off and left that night to go to our next stop, which was Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge. None of our travel except for one day was disrupted with all that going on. And now it's a situation. That's an experience that I will story. I will tell everybody. Yes. What are you doing in terms of your lead follow-up to accommodate somebody in that situation? You know, Ethan, who was a salesperson turned 21 on the third and I Uber eats them a bottle of bur- bottle of liquor for his birthday. Just, just another way to say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's little things like that, that people remember and will always stick by. But now it's a situation when I'm in need of car, I know plenty of people, but I'm going to at least give him the first shot. Yeah, right. So That's it comes down to education now of, of what we do. How can we live up to that expectation without understanding what the situation the guests may be going through? Wow. So tell me this, um, if those stores were signed up with Connect AI, how would your experience have been different? So great question. So once again, Connect AI runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. So whether the store is open, stores closed, we're reaching out to make that connection point. The beauty of that is we have the ability to answer majority of the questions somebody's asking for. Availability, uh, options specific that a vehicle may have, mileage, history, data, et cetera price, even if the dealer wants to, 
it's customizable to the dealer of how they want us to answer, as I call our FAQ questions, which ends up being about 90% of the questions we get when a lead is submitted. But we all know, traditionally, there's biggest area of improvement for your e-com team is to simply read the lead and answer the question. 100%. So we answer it. It may not be 100% to what they're looking for, but we'll answer the question and then we'll ask them what additional questions they have. Right. To the point, two or three questions back and forth, the guests either say, hey, you know what, just call me, or hey, you know what, I'm just going to come there tomorrow and take a look at it. But Mm -hmm. it's that personal engagement back and forth. And whether they're three in the morning or three in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's it's so important to have that, because I think depending on where we're pulling inventory from, and I assume if the dealership has something like Viato, VenQ, something along those lines, you guys are going to use that. Or if not, then just the regular inventory feed, um, you know, depending on the website. But at the very least... It, if one of the stores that you had reached out to could even have pulled that and said, hey, these are three of the options that we have available based on what you're asking for, you could have at least narrowed it down to that, asked for asked for a connection there and and yeah. you know ask for, you know, can I can I set up a delivery at my hotel? And then it would have been I'm assuming Connect would have been like, you know what, I'm gonna connect you with a sales professional. So we can even answer the delivery question to that point, to the point of we can answer, hey, do you deliver? Sure thing. We can deliver right to your doorstep. What other questions do you have? Okay, perfect. Now I know it's available. Now I know they can deliver it to me. Uh, what's the what's the out the door going to be with my trade this? Hey, perfect. Do you have time to come in or would you prefer to jump on a quick call with one of our associates? Yeah, I can jump right. on a call. Perfect. What time works best tomorrow through the timing logic? tomorrow and it's already planned ready to go i know what to expect when they call me as the consumer they get notified as the dealer and they can sit there and say this guest has asked about availability it's asked about delivery it's asked about this now when i go in in the morning i have a dedicated time slot of a phone call we have our own ivr phone system that will call the assigned sales rep and immediately that is with integrations, we match whoever the CRM is. We will then call that assigned sales rep at that time of the appointment. They simply pick up the phone, press one. It will now start the outbound call in to that guest with that connection right there. So they don't even have to pick up the phone and dial. That's phenomenal. That is awesome. What would you say is a question that you get most often anytime you talk to a dealer, a vendor, anybody in the automotive space, what would you say they ask you? most often biggest question we get all the time depends upon the role of the individual we're talking to at the dealer um somebody who's an internet manager or bdc manager they're like this is just going to replace us at the end of the day which is the biggest false information out there it doesn't and andrew breedlove just good buddy of mine just threw out there it's not going to replace them this is a compliment this is a I look at this as an assistant to them. It's going to tee them up, engage them, set up your day the right way with the leads who are engaging and notify you at the right time, which is critical. I mean, that's the biggest struggle being in BDC in the past. It's what time do we call them? What do we say? Now that's already done. Phone call, just now it's a conversation when I'm on the phone with them. 
as long as I'm prepped and read the information they've communicated, I'm ready to go to answer the next step or bring them into the store to see what they need. Right. But now it's somebody like a sales manager, a used car manager or a general manager. It's a lot different. They want to know how can this blend together? How can they use this for marketing? How can they use this for service? How can they, how can they use this across all the different ecosystems of a dealership, which I love. And I don't think we as an industry are ready for that just yet, but we're growing further and further down the road to adopting more AI in more business verticals inside the store. I love that. So, so Michael says, hi, Jared, glad to hear your last car buying experience worked out. Question inside of connect AI, does it use tokens and smart machine tech? So Mike, always good to hear from you, buddy. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Yes. To the answer to your question, we do have our own NLP engine, natural language processing engine and machine learning. So all of those items are trained on our data, which is automotive exclusive. So that is the one real big piece as well. We're not relying on third-party data to train the conversations to get better. We're purely using automotive conversations to make them more personable, comparable to like a Google AI that's pulling from everything and somebody asks more of an automotive acronym, it may fumble and not answer it correctly uh, because it doesn't understand the logic to it. Gotcha. So, so, so Jared, are you, is Connect AI, is it um, integrated with all CRMs right now? So the big three is who we have the really deep level integrations with, which is Vin Solutions, Dealer Socket, Elites. And those okay. deep, deep level integrations give us the ability to do a lot. So, you know, one of the big things coming out of retail was, you know, we, we used to use equity mining tools in stores and it's like sale, uh, salesperson A is assigned in the CRM. Now a salesperson B is assigned into an equity mining tool. They're both calling the customer with different messages, which is confusing to the consumer. And then if somebody does come in, now these two are, you know, duking it out all back over a half a deal. And it's just drama yep. and distraction as a business from really growing and evolving. Right. So, so, we, so we have the ability to match them back to that assigned user. Okay. So as someone in the BDC world, um, I have to ask, how well do we integrate in the CRM? Are we 100% integrated with, with the top is it as soon as the conversation happens, it appears as a regular text message in Vin Solutions, or what are we what are we talking here? So we push everything into the CRMs as a note field. The reason why is because of the way CRMs texting platforms are built. The integrations into those would actually break because you're use, you're utilizing two different unique A2P registered phone numbers. It would cause mm -hmm. lots of confusion and, and messiness behind it. Plus, you really want to keep that separate from the main text number. And that's another big question we get. Oh, well, if AI is texting from this number, we're texting on CRM, it's a different number. Yes. And you want it because the phone number your team's texting from is that personal touch and feel. This mm -hmm. is that element to it where you can see, okay, I'm assisting you getting further down the funnel. So we push everything as a note field. Beauty of that is we have our mobile app as well as text and email notifications if the store wants them set up. So you're identified as the assignee anytime somebody engages with the AI, as well as appointment is set within AI, 
you right. have those notifications going to you because in that note field instance inside a CRM, those don't trigger tasks to the CRM to do anything. So this is our way of still providing notification without causing disruption to the normal day-to-day -day operation of your CRM. That's helpful, mm -hmm. especially knowing how easy it is to disrupt the flow of tasks and processes um, in something like Venn Solutions or the tasks in eLead. Um, once you mess those up, it's it can be very hard to correct or very hard to get back on track. And one of the big things that I experienced this in retail when we were doing some pilots was it stepped on my team's toes all the time. Mm -hmm. So the other part of our integration is we actually measure our activity, but we also measure your staff's activity too. So our system will automatically stop if contact status has been made in the CRM. So if a phone call is logged with contact, a text reply to the CRM or an email reply to the CRM, our system's going to stop automatically because number one goal of engagement has been accomplished. And then we go into, as I call it, backup mode. We go into re, you know, to the re-engagement mode. So we monitor that lead to make sure attempted contact is happening and customizable to the dealer, whether it's four days or five days. If they see a window date period go by with no attempt, our system will re-engage at that point to make sure that opportunity doesn't fall through the cracks. You're going to get me off track here, but... Did you just did you just say that if somebody marks a lead as contacted in the CRM that the Connect AI system will recognize that and stop following up? Yes. Yes. Is that just in the top three or any CRM? Just the top three that we have that deep level integration with now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Future CRMs are done. All right. All right. All right. I'm mad about that. Because that's a big pain point, right? I mean, that's the big pain point. And I think the biggest pushback from the internet sales manager or BDC director is it's stepping on my team's toes. It doesn't know when to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And I've worked with other AI tools before. Um, and I mean, just because the store already had it signed on when we came on and they didn't want to get rid of it, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and we would, you know, have to have to play nice with it or use it or, you know, just play alongside it and, um, you know, just see the 900 texts and emails going out while, you know, we've already been in contact with customers. It's like, okay, can it just stop? Yeah. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg when we talk about AI and automotive. I mean, we're, as I call it, we're still talking about the defensive strategy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. this is just the defense. This is the blocking and tackling. There's so much more. Yeah. that AI can do inside of the dealer ecosystem. And that's oh, really and that's really why I'm here today. It's the education. It's the education to dealers to see what all the power can be. You know, what we do, we do the, out, the outbound messaging too. So we do outbound text based upon, you know, data pieces you're looking to focus on. This is where like a CDP, I know CDP is a, another big buzzword in the space right now. And I think people are still trying to learn and educate themselves on what a CEP really is. When you can combine those two things from an offense strategy, that becomes very powerful. But anything from decline tire, you know, recalls or decline tire campaigns um, to, hey, I want to target everybody that had a trade in over the last 90 days because I need, desperately need used cars. 
yep. I'm going to target all of those customers again to see if, hey, do you still own it? Did you already trade it somewhere else? Exactly. I need it. I can offer you some more. Those are traditional tasks that we used to have that we would have a BDC team handle, but it, to have them handle that, try and also handle the 1,500 leads they're getting a month, this can supplement each other to say, hey, we sent this text campaign out to 200 people every day for the next last five days. We hit 1,000 people. 250 people responded. Out of those, we have booked you know, 50 phone calls with these people who want to find out more information. Exactly. So it's time saving and bandwidth that we're saving the store in that process. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, you know, we haven't even touched on the fact that there is still an employee shortage out there. I mean, there's it's it's not easy to find employees. And I don't know if it's just that there's more jobs than people right now, but it's it's not particularly easy to staff up. Um, you know, we this past year, you know, raised our wages, um, offered more benefits and still struggle to to find the people and so i know dealerships are going through the same thing because you know it's it's not for the faint of heart to work at a dealership and so um let's be honest it's not like they want to deal with the headache of training their BRs to even go above and beyond to do those call campaigns and handle all of that stuff when they're probably having extremely high turnover yeah and the bandwidth and turnover it's been it's been massive really since COVID, but then also let's not forget too to touch on the fact that even though some stores have been lucky enough to grow and increase their headcount, we haven't done a great job at training uh, really those BDRs over the past year as well, uh, because it's really 90% of leads. Do you have it available? Is it on the ground right now? Yes. Perfect. When do you want to buy it? Today or tomorrow? It's like, oh, give me a deposit because if not, it's going to be sold. I mean, now that inventory is starting to come back, now that everything's starting to regulate, it's. I think a lot of dealers are starting to have a wake-up call. It's like we need to have a plan here to help better educate them as well as give them some kind of direction path to stay with them. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, Jared, we've heard a ton about Connect. We've heard a ton about how you can help dealers. But, you know, tell us, what is your ideal client? What is that like? The one that's going to help me learn and grow communication is key for me i mean that's the what every relationship is built on is communication so it's the dealer who's going to push myself and push our development team and push our performance management team to the next level be the ones who is the squeaky wheel i like the squeaky wheels those yes. are the ones that are going to give us the feedback and help us grow um and you have to learn how to you know Take your losses at times. Yeah. Take your failures. Be okay to fail and learn from those opportunities to help evolve and get better. You know, something that I implemented, um, you know, about six months ago was anytime a dealer canceled, I was on a call with them on an exit interview. Something I learned from Brian Kramer when we were in store when a staff was leaving. I want an exit interview with every client who's canceling. Because exactly. I want to where we dropped the ball, where we failed. It's not a, you know, I know from the dealer side coming from it, like, oh, here's this guy's going to save, he's going to discount and everything's going to be happy. And then I'm going to be upset again in three weeks and it's going to be the roller coaster. I just come in, I just want to know what is it so that I can learn, take it back to the team. Because if I can take that knowledge and share it with our 
core team members to help us grow and get better, at the end of the day, that helps us take care of clients not only now in the future, but it helps us build the relationship with that dealer who's canceled exactly. because they show that we genuinely care and we have had some that have canceled and then they've actually come back because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I thought I didn't realize how bad it was out there. I didn't even hear right. from my other people and I can't get anything done. So for me, communication is, is absolutely critical to build the relationships to continue to grow together. Right. Absolutely. So we've, uh, we've heard about Jared at work. Can we ask some questions about Jared at home? Absolutely. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You have four daughters, correct? Yep. Four beautiful daughters. How old are they? Um, 10, 12, seven, and five. Oh, good ages. Good ages. Not none in diapers anymore. And yeah, we're close. Yeah. No, no, they're all in competitive sports. So it's, that's more expensive than diapers though. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is true. Yeah. What would you say, um, do they all have, cause four girls, we know they probably are all watching the same type of movies. I would have to imagine. Do they have like a favorite movie that they watch all the time that you could probably pretty closely like recite all the words to it's frozen, isn't it? Or Moana. It's, or Moana. it's, a, it's evolved. I mean, it's amazing. It's a, it's evolved and the younger ones have theirs. And now like my 10 year old, like we literally watched avatar the other day. And, yeah. you know, nice. It's my older two really like that. And then a lot of the time it's, they're not big movie kids. They'll watch movies on occasion on the weekend. Other than that, I mean, they're, they're in the gym. It's like a full-time job for them. As a competitive nice. athlete, they're 31 hours a week in the gym. Wow. wow. All four of them. So, so what are the what are the different sports? It's all the same sport. They're all competitive gymnasts. Oh, gymnasts. Oh, awesome. Okay. Wow. That's that amazing. So homeschooled competitive sports, you know, and it's I, I obviously wasn't a gymnast being six four. My wife wasn't either. We were both involved with sports um, pretty competitively. They fell in love with it and they became very passionate about it. And it became kind of their challenge against each other to outperform one another. But they've built some lifelong relationships within the sport. And, you know, they have some big goals behind it. And, you know, they've been doing an amazing job here um, with it. So it's been a, a little roller coaster after this past year with uh, the hurricane destroying mm -hmm. their old gym in Fort Myers. Wow. Um, they actually, you know, we train in Miami now, so. That's far. Yeah. Two and a half hours. I, I mean, 31 that's far. hours a week, two and a half hours away. Yeah, that's far. Yeah, so this is where it comes down to the, the beauty of uh, communication and uh, strong relationships. Um, wife and I, we, we divide and conquer. You know, I usually travel for work. You know, I'm on the road Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, getting back Wednesday nights, leaving Sunday nights. And she usually works uh, over the weekend nights as a nurse, but we pass each other and go in and we get, you know, a day or two of family day. But other than that, she's over there. I'm over here. We have a 43 foot RV that's in Miami that we're, they, they stay at. We're just going back across the state. Wowzer. Wow. You guys are a true power couple. My goodness. They it, but it shows the kids things that we never learned at that age. Absolutely. And it's, it's the beauty of work-life balance. You know, we talk about that now, and especially with, uh, you know, work from home and the new, the younger generation coming into automotive. It's the work-life balance. 
my kids are learning this without even learning it and realizing it at such a young age, you know, it's really something that for me is just such a proud dad moment that they're learning, they're learning this now and they're going to be able to apply this well ahead of anybody else. Well, and that they get to have so many years put into something that you're passionate yeah. about and parents that support them. I mean, I, having employees here, we get to see, um, people come across our, our doorstep that, that don't have parents that believe in them and they may find something that they're passionate about and have nobody to believe in them or even the opposite people, their parents want the opposite for them. So to have you guys as parents, not just buy into, um, to what you are, your daughters want, but then to support them to that full extent. And, you know, at that cost, that's amazing. Like, and I mean, it reminds me so much of the story of King Richard, like the the movie King Richard. Did you watch it? Yep. It so much reminds me of that. And that's and that's what it's about. You you work as hard as we do day in day out. It's not for us. It's for them. Right. It's for the it's for the next generation. So, you know, at the end of the day, when you've had a bad day at the dealership, you know, take it take time to go put yourself back together. Don't go home and take it out on them. They had nothing to do with it. You have to leave that at the door and you have to have some self-reflection time with it. That's the, one of the big struggles, even for when I was in retail, is you had a bad day, you take it home. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, you take it out on your loved ones. You have to leave it at the door and just let it be what it is. Right. So Andrew um, wants us to ask you about your sneaker game. But I see a little Nike box down I in know. the corner and something even <laughs> below that. So... All Nike boxes, and there's like four more stacks to the. Other I know. Side I thought I thought that had something to do with it. So how yeah, many so, do you have? I'm approaching the forty number now. Whoa! All right. I wonder. A lot. I think Brooke has more than that. Probably. You you guys have got to be getting close. No, Brooke's got me beat. I think Andrew's the silent assassin, though. I think he has everybody beat. You know, he's got a whole garage full of them. I I think. Andrew, how do we not know this? He said rookie what? 120. 120. 120. 120. So so if you guys are listening to the replay and can't see the comments, Andrew comments and says, rookie, I'm about 120. That's insane. But hey, these as dads of four girls, I'm allowed to have a couple guilty pleasures, and that is shoes. And they're Jordans. And you know what? My wife does not agree, but what are you gonna say? So, so with your, with your girls being interested in sports and while it may not be like basketball or anything like that, but do any of the girls want to have like matching shoes with you? Um, no, but they like to pick out my shoes. So, um, they like to, they um, like to pick out all the time. That's the fun part with it. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll bring a, uh, see Andrew, that's why Andrew and I get along. It's, you know, the yep. dad's club, the dad's club. Uh, but it's, they like to pick out the shoes for different conferences. So like, they're planning oh, out for SoduCon, what shoes you're going to get. They did, you know, for digital dealer in Vegas, which ones you're going to get. Um, so it's like get a new pair and you wear them out. They just, they love it. They you know, they get to accessorize dads. Some dads get bows in their hair and uh, get little teacup parties. My kids would rather pick out Jordans for me to go rock at the next auto conference. You need to make it fun and have them each pick out a pair and then have people vote on which one's their favorite. Yes. I like it. I like it. 
Yeah, I'm surprised I've never seen any of that on social media. Like that would be phenomenal. Like, hey, you like my shoes? My daughter picked them out. It's amazing how many people are in the sneaker following and automotive between Andrew, myself, Brooke, Fred and Lou. I mean, there's quite a few people, you know, that are really enjoy it. And it's one of the things is, you know, I think a lot of us, because we worked in retail and in retail, we're so used to have to wear dress shoes all the time. Now we can uh, wear sneakers and jeans and polos and t-shirts and just be comfortable in our own skin. It's wild until um, I found out about Brooks, Brooks Jordans. I don't think I had any idea that that was even a thing. In I don't either. And then I knew about Brooke and then one person after her, I can't think of who, but like that was the start of it for me was definitely Brooke. And I was like, I had no idea that this was a thing mm-hmm. to just collect Jordans. Nope. I, I have more pictures of Brooke and I taking shoe pictures at conferences than I actually do of pictures of each other. So. Yeah, it's all of your feet and not of your face. Yep, <laughs> 100%. All right, Jared. Wendy says, tell us about your RV adventures. What is your favorite RV adventure? So RV adventure happened recently because of um, the hurricane. So everybody knows Fort Myers last year. I know it was kind of quiet for a while, but, you know, massive hurricane hit. And there's a lot of people that were displaced. And, you know, we had some damage to the house. Nothing crazy, but... Um, their gym was six and a half, seven foot of water. Um, wow. And we have friends of ours that had over 14 foot. So was um, it close to the beach? It was everywhere. The Not beach? Or, oh, was the there, gym? Was there... It was about five, 10 miles from the gym. Wow. So, I mean, it was, it was now low lying area, but it was still quite a bit of distance from the beach. And it was from actually the back bay um on the inlet side to it but at the end of the day it really devastated and we had a situation arise so uh they had transitioned over to their gym over there which was great because uh with what i do i was able to work over there and and build that team and you know in south florida as well Um, as we continue to build and grow it was kind of like the right time right place right situation to to build that team transition move over there and we ended up buying a uh an rv and keep it over there in miami and the girls love it but it teaches a lot of things that we talked about today with uh you know kids as well as bdc as well as just everything is you know simplicity you know it's you don't need a bunch of crap Mm-mm. except shoes are different that's a store. I mean, if we ever sold the house and went full time RV, I'd have a storage unit with shoes still. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things is you you realize how much stuff you have, and you know, talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, we moved and we threw away all this crap." But it's mm-hmm. that's the other life lesson. I'm really didn't plan on teaching them, but it's you don't need the kids don't need stuff right. to make them happy. It's the memories. It's the relationships. It's the experiences you know that's what's going to stay with them forever not this dollar happy meal toy at mcdonald's that they are begging and crying and pleading for yeah that they'll probably play with once and never again and then the dog chews it and you throw it away and then they cry and you buy something else to replace it with and it's just a uh rinse and repeat effect precisely 
So other than uh, other than the hurricanes, what would you say is your favorite part of living in Florida? And obviously the the favorite part being hurricanes with sarcasm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been through plenty of them. Uh, this one was just a little bit worse than the others. But, uh, you know, it's yeah. going to be, obviously, I mean, I'm a little burnt from uh, the weekend, but having the ability to be go to the beach, kick your shoes off, go throw a chair in your shoes in the sand and go read a book with no distractions, you know, just having that getaway escape is amazing. So what, which is better, Fort Myers or Miami? Ooh. I like Fort Myers Beach better or what's left of it. Um, the beaches on the Gulf Coast, I like them better, but uh, I'm a foodie at heart too, and there is way better food in Miami. Mm. I've never been outside of the airport at Miami, but I've been, um, obviously we used to have a, a big store down in Cape Coral, Florida, and we went there a lot and um, got to go through Fort Myers quite a bit and really, really love that area. I actually debated mm-hmm. moving there for quite a while yeah. and um, really see why you love that area. Yep. You were about, was that the Kia store, I believe? Mm-hmm. That was about 20 minutes from my house. Oh, okay. that's not far at all. Yeah, that's really close. Yeah, so it's not too far at all. I'm just on the river, um, just east of 75. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're not far at all. Yeah. All right, Jared. Um, where can people reach you at? Like, where can they contact you if they have more questions about Connect AI or about you in general? You just always reach out. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or just go to connect.ai, uh, K-O-N-E-C-T, dot A-I. And I'm here to help anyone, whether it's AI-related questions or just process questions, or you just need to bend the ear of somebody in automotive that's going to listen, reach out. we be more than happy to talk with you and uh, build a relationship. Awesome. This has been a phenomenal show, Jared. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. And being a guest, I think that um, you gave a lot of insightful information. And, um, of course, after we post this, we will put all of Jared's contact info in the um, link header and um, all of the information in the show info. So um, thank you all for those of you who commented. Thank you, Jared, for joining us today. Don't forget to share the show. Yes, definitely share the show. Yes. All right. So it's time to wrap it up in a world where you can be be kind. So when you go out into the world this week, Remember to light it up. We've been the chicks in charge. I'm Jess. I'm Shasta. Have a great day, guys.